Hey everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. Today we have a really special guest. Her name is Donna and she's the healthcare management professional, entrepreneur, reader, and traveler. She's also a learning and development strategist and she helps individuals and organizations bridge the gap between their vision and their outcome. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, first of all, I would like to know what caused you to get into, you know, becoming a learning and development strategist. Okay. Um, first, I want to say thank you for having me today. Um, I feel really special being on here. Um, but um, to answer your question, I've always been a learner and I've always been someone who just loves sharing information with people. Um, I tend to being people business pretty much um so like people will be anyone anytime someone is struggling with anything i'm always like oh you can do x y and z and you'll be able to figure it out so that's something that's always been like a big passion of mine and the older i got and the more i realized that it's something that was necessary for other people is when it pretty much just became a little more aligned with I guess, what it is that I'm really supposed to be doing. Okay. And how long have you been doing this? So I officially opened my consulting firm a year ago. It literally just hit a year last week. Um, and when I did, it was very... It was very scary um, because I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. Um, I am, however, a hustler and a go-getter, so I've always had multiple sources of income. Um, but then I realized that more and more people were asking me for help in different areas, and I figured, why not? Definitely. Well, first of all, congratulations on your year open. But what's some of the things that you've learned over this course of the first year just being in business? Um, one of the most, like, the, I think one of the most important thing I've learned is um, to always remember what your why is. Um, because it is very challenging. It's something that can mess with your mind. It's very demanding. And sometimes you'll get the output is not as great as the input. Um, so just going back to why you want to do it or why you are doing it is very important. So for me, my why is I not only love helping people, but I also want to build a life that I don't want to retire, like I don't have to retire from. So just doing something that I love, something that I enjoy. And at the same time, um, creating some kind of value that other people can gain from. The society in society, we are told to work, get more, do more, 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 more. And we can also sometimes get into this habit of always like uh, um, creating these goals. And every time you hit it, you're not satisfied and you want to create another goal. But the thing is, like, just enjoying the process and realizing why am I doing this in the first place and making sure that it's not money driven. So for me, it's not money driven. Yes, you want to get money out of it, but that's not the first thing that comes to mind. I want to be able to enjoy whatever it is that I put my hand into. That's great. Because um, I, I recall myself watching a interview with Diddy and one of his mentors 
And both of them said that they never worked for money. They worked um, because they were passionate and they enjoyed mm -hmm. it. And the money came. So the money came, yes. <laughs> yes, that, that's very interesting. I say that to my clients a lot because I have some clients that are small, um, small business clients as well as I work with individuals as well. Um, but it's hard to work with clients who are money driven because then they forget the the passion in it. and when someone doesn't really have a passion and they're just worrying about the next dollar you realize that their goals are kind of all over the place because they're so much all they care about is like how can I make more money how can I make more money but like all my clients it's I feel like I've hit a goal I've hit a spot and like over this whole year that I wasn't expecting um, because I was just enjoying the process that even when I had one of my biggest, my biggest contract, which was, it's still like a shock to me a couple of months ago, I was shocked because I was just like, oh, like, I didn't know that this would happen so soon. But then again, that's because I've just been enjoying the process and making sure that I have a strong foundation and, and the integrity is also very important to me that things are flowing in the way that it's supposed to without me even realizing it. Absolutely. So um, in your point of view, what mindset or belief system should a entrepreneur have? I think your mindset and belief system co comes back to your core values. Um, it's going back to what exactly it is that you believe in. What exactly, because you don't want to put anything out there that. I don't care if it's a product or a service because people can see right through you. So whatever it is that you do and for everyone it's different, it's just going back to your core values. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what exactly am I gaining from it? What do I want people to get from it? And at the same time, you're not cutting corners or cheating people or whatever it is goes back to integrity. So I think like every entrepreneur have their own reason um but it all comes back to the umbrella of your core values yes what's some of the core values that you possess that you feel like really drives your business i think for me as um one like i said integrity but also being um it which falls under like being honest and having an open and very frequent communication with whoever it is that i work with um, teamwork and accountability. So I have a group of people around me. I am the only employee. However, I do have um, a team that I contract, but at the same time, my team, like I love them and we, we check in regularly with each other. But at the same time, if a work come to me that I know they can do better, I can send it to them. It's like also making sure that you have a strong team, being accountability, um, accountable, um, accountable to each other, and also like I'm very commitment to uh, um, to work of excellence. Um, so I'm not about whatever it is that I do, just giving you the bare minimum. I always want to go a little bit, even if it's just one notch above and beyond. Um, because again, it comes back to the integrity part where it's just like, I'm not just going to say, oh, because you pay me $5 for this, I'm just going to give you $5 worth because at the end of the day, I'm the one who charged you $5 for it. Mm. 
Definitely. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, because you're, you're talking about excellence right now, mm-hmm. uh, what do you do for self-development, whether it's personal or business? Okay. Um, for self-development, I'm very big in personal development. So I have two ideal clients, individual and organization and small business, which is under one umbrella. But on the personal part of self-development, that really stemmed from things that I've been doing myself. Um, so I've like over the years, I've always been like a self-driven, but also a very high ambitious person um, where I'm always looking for ways to grow. I'm always looking to better myself and stuff like that. Um, so I regularly um, check in with myself. Um, so like um, beside writing on my journal, just trying to make sure that I'm okay or whatever it is that I'm doing at that moment, but also check in with myself to make sure, like I said, like, is whatever I'm doing okay with me or am I doing it because of someone else or whatever it is and am I okay with that? Um, And I also look at my strengths and my weaknesses, which is something that's part of journal, my digital journal, and something that I'll be releasing um, another product for Christmas, but um, where it, um, it asks you the question of what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And that's something I do very often. And I look at my weaknesses and be really honest with myself. And if my weakness, I'm making this up um, because this is actually my strength, but let me say my weakness is time management. Then I look for things that will help me with time management, look for things that like, okay, what can I do to make sure that that weakness that I'm look like, it won't necessarily turn into my strength, but I'm not just accepting it as a weakness. So a lot of things also in my business and in my personal life, because I'm also a mom, is I like, as much as I contract people to do certain things for me, I also want to know how it's done. Like, yes, I'm going to pay someone to do it because I don't have the patience to do it, but I still want to have the little bit of understanding on how it's done. Um, so for me, all of that is part of my self-development. It's just me growing and just being a better person, a better friend, a better professional, a better business person, a better mom, and just a better human, period. And how do you do so well with just that work-life balance of family mixed with business, mixed with your own life? <laughs> That's a really good question. So I am a project management guru. So throughout my whole career, I've literally managed projects. Like in, so most of them are time bound. And I realized how productive I am when things like are aligned with my week. So like every Sunday today, I will go over my week and try to figure out, like put in the main things that I need to do and also put them in categories. Again, that's in my planner that I'm selling on my site where like instead of just making a list like a lot of people will do, like a to-do list, I put them in categories. So like what's urgent, what needs to be done right away, what can wait, Um, what I can do later. And based on that, I'm able to plug in my week on what I can or cannot do. And just making sure that while figuring out my calendar, I am also plugging in time for rest 
also plugging in time for family, also plugging in time for literally just doing whatever it is that I like to do because it's very important. Having a busy calendar is great, but not early. If you're working yourself to death or working yourself to burnout, then you're not productive to anyone. Mm. So it's very important to make sure, yeah, your calendar might say, my calendar might say busy, but that busy sometimes might mean that two hours I'm laying on my couch watching Netflix. I love that you mentioned the burnout. And we actually, we just recently had an episode about burnout, but one, I want to ask you personally, do you feel like it's preventable? And two, like what's some, some things besides, of course, just managing time well that you do to prevent burnout? What I do is check in. Like you have to do, and I wish like a lot of people do this and I hope they do, is um, do a a regular check-in with yourself. Because sometimes if you're working on a project or work and life, sometimes you, you, you are last. Right? You're worrying about your family. You're worrying about work. You're worrying about everything that's going on around you. And sometimes you don't even realize how far you've gone until you start crashing. But if you can do a regular check-in with yourself and making sure that, okay, I need a break from this or I just need to breathe for a couple of minutes or whatever it is. I think, I don't know if that will prevent burnout, but that's something that I do. Now, I'm not saying that this is a hundred percent because I have gotten to a point where I'm just like, oh God, I work way too much this week and my eyes are dreading and I really need to just to chill out. But also that comes down to checking in with myself, you know, like sitting there and sometimes like on Friday, I had to literally check in and say, okay, Donna, tomorrow you're not checking, you're not getting on the computer to do any kind of work. Me personally, I used to have like an issue with not feeling productive. So what can you do to like mentally make yourself not feel guilty for taking a break? The thing is, it's like, okay, so one major thing you can do of not feeling guilty is making sure that, like I was mentioned earlier, your to-do list is not things that you have to do for, like, you, you, you're you overloading your to-do list because it's not feasible. It's like making sure that the things that you are putting on the things that you need to do maybe this week and next week are things that you can do without having to be up 24-7. Now, productivity is a complete different thing. Some people think like in order for you to be productive means that I'm busy 24-7, I'm doing everything and I'm just like, I'm just going and going and going. And that's not really being productive. Sometimes being productive is literally waking up and cleaning your house. Mm. But then again, let's go back and check in with yourself when just, realizing like someone else's sometimes we look at someone else I'm like oh my god that's person this person is doing everything and I'm barely but you got to realize that everyone mental capacity everyone's strength everyone energy is completely different some people can take in more than others so you can't necessarily I can't compare myself to you Keisha or I can't compare myself to my next door neighbor I have to figure out what my limits are and that's how I've been able 
to manage myself. And I'm not saying that's what I've done over the years. I, it literally took me years. I think I've gotten to this point the past three years after juggling a lot of things for me to say, okay, you are running your own race and you need to figure out, you need to look at your own finish line and not somebody else's. Right. Got you. I think that's super important just to like focus on yourself and your goals and what you want to do because, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. You know, mm-hmm. be always feeling like you're not doing enough because if somebody mm-hmm. out there with more money, more team members yeah. to help them, more years of experience, you know, just more resources that mm-hmm. it's like comparing apples to oranges. Yes. There's always someone out there that's going to be better than you. It doesn't matter what you do. Someone out there always do something better than you, period. And all you have to do is compare yourself to the you that you were last year or the you you were a couple months ago and just say, hey, okay, I did more than I did last year. And that's that's about it. Got you. So question, it's a uh, more so time management question but Mm -hmm. you know how do you do your calendar because I know people do it different ways but I love hearing about what works for certain people like some people use electronics and google calendar outlook some people actually use the planner and then like how do you manage you know you got work stuff family stuff your own stuff like do you have three separate calendars one calendar for everything Okay, so one major thing that I do is I use my planner, so the digital planner that I created, um, and it's also like a printed version. So one thing that I, um, it is print, you can print it as well as use it on your tablet or computer. And on the time management section, um, the, um, it's for you to do a time audit. So I'll do a list of things that I need to do Monday. And then I'll plug in the time. But what I'll do is, yes, emails might take me an hour, but I'll really schedule two hours for emails. And just be more realistic in Mm -hmm. how long things will take me. Because sometimes the response will take you longer than you planned it for. Sometimes the response might, you don't know. So just being able to give yourself more time than necessary on each task is my go-to plan when I do a time audit. So I do a time audit from 7 a.m. to I'll go to bed because I start work really early and I'll go through 7, 7.30 and I'll block off time for certain tasks and I also batch my time for the week. Um, And when I do that, I also make sure that I insert break time. So with my daughter being home from school and being partially homeschooled because of COVID, I also know it's not feasible for me to write a bunch of stuff. When you have a six-year-old, it's always asking questions or God knows what she comes up with. And at the same time, I have a business to run and I'm working. So it is... It is um, very important for me to be realistic on the amount of things that I'm putting on my calendar, but then go through my planner and put in the times and make sure there are breaks and stuff like that. And from that, I'll put it on my regular calendar on my computer. And I also use an app called Momentum, which is a plugin on Chrome that is all about um, productivity and stuff like that. And he has like a task list. So then I'll put the task list 
on there and just check it off as I go throughout the day. Wow, thank you for that. Just breaking everything down. I'm sure our audience will definitely appreciate those tips. One last question before we wrap up. If you could Mm -hmm. just give our audience, you know, one gem that they could take with them about anything, business ownership, entrepreneurship, time management, what's one tip you could just leave them with? One tip, um, as I mentioned earlier, I think is very important and we all get lost in, um, including myself, and it's just a reminder, always remember why. Why, why, why you are doing something. Yes, it might be you want an extra income, but you need to be able to dig a little deeper on why you're doing it. Because when you get frustrated, when things doesn't work out, that why is the reason you're going to keep pushing and not just throw it aside for you to start something else. So yeah, that's one major thing is for entrepreneurs, even if you're looking for a job for an individual that's listening, I think it's just important to know why am I doing this in the first place? Like really why? Thank you for that. I really appreciate you coming and talking to us. Can you please let our listeners know where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram. Um, it's I am Donna Cole. And you can also find me on my website, DonnaColeCreative.com. Thank you. And make sure y'all go follow the 21 Minutes or Less pages on Facebook and Instagram. It's 21 Minutes or Less. On YouTube, 21 Minutes or Less podcast. And then go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21, M-I-S-S. All right. We'll see y'all on the next episode.